to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. I just want to encourage you, if you have not been here on Wednesday nights, they're on the online, you need to really go to them because we're building a foundation here. And if you get too far behind on the kingdom, you won't understand what we're talking about because you haven't made the translation from basically Christianity to kingdom citizenship. So go back, listen to them over and over again. It will help you tremendously in your life. If you're not careful, you'll end up walking in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I know nobody wants that, so we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Hallelujah. All right, take your Bible tonight. Go to Isaiah chapter 9. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for teaching us about your kingdom, about your purposes, about your divine will, and I thank you that we are part of it. Praise God. Thank you for that we have a, a mission here on the earth. We're here for a reason, and we thank you for that purpose and that reason. We give you glory and praise as we finish it in our life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said? Amen. Amen. Okay. Isaiah chapter 9. Look at verse 6. Familiar scripture. It says, For unto us a child is born. It's talking about Jesus. And unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Consular, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice and henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. This, of course, they read a lot of times during Christmas season and all that. But notice what it's talking about. It's talking about Jesus coming, and it's talking about what he's bringing when he comes. It doesn't say anything about him bringing religion. It doesn't say anything about him bringing heaven. It said he is bringing back a kingdom is on his shoulder. Say a kingdom. When man was created in the garden, basically at that time, God gave man, the first man, a job or a purpose, and that purpose was for him to rule on earth as a kingdom citizen with the authority and with the power of God under God as an under ruler. We have found out that heaven is a real place. It's not something that we're just going to enter when we die and go there. That's fine. But right now, you can tap into your hometown kingdom, basically, and receive from the kingdom of heaven, which has much more resources than the kingdom of earth, if you just realize that there is a kingdom and there is a place called heaven that is just as real as earth. So man was put here, basically, to establish the influence of the kingdom of heaven here on the earth. The Lord's Prayer says, shall be done on earth as it is in Heaven, that's God's will, that's God's purpose, that is God's plan. So the story of the Bible basically is us being a, number one, a royal family, and us being citizens of a kingdom. Now, there's a difference between being a citizen of the kingdom of God and being a Christian. Because when, you be, when you're a Christian, you can really do just about whatever you want to do. I don't know if you've noticed or not. I mean, you can go out on Saturday night and get bombed if you want to, then come to church on Sunday morning and be a good little Christian. You can sleep around and be a good little Christian. You can use foul language all week long and be a good little Christian. But you cannot do that as a kingdom citizen because the kingdom instills into you a culture that's different from the culture of this world. How many of you, since you got born again and that culture with the governor by the name of the Holy Ghost came on the inside of you, sometimes your family now no longer understands who you are. And that's because you've changed cultures. You're now in the culture of heaven. And you don't talk like you used to talk. You don't walk like you used to talk. You don't think like you used to think. And because of that, people in your family who are still living in another kingdom and citizens of it have it trouble understanding you at all. But when you move into the kingdom of God, there's things that change in your life. Adam was born into that kingdom. 
He was born there. He had the will of God. He had the Holy Ghost. He had God's desire on the inside of him. But when he sinned, he lost something. And what he lost was, once again, not religion. He didn't lose heaven. He lost something called a kingdom. He lost the kingdom of God. So what happened in this verse here? Jesus came to bring back the kingdom that he lost. That was Jesus' assignment to bring back the kingdom of God. How does he do that? He went to the cross and he made us righteous, which means in right position with God. And when we became in right position with God, then we received somebody by the name of the Holy Ghost who then gets on the inside of us and affects our culture, our way of thinking, our way of doing things. It changes everything in our life, basically. And we no longer think like we do, act like we do, or do any things like we do anymore. So mankind was put here now to influence the kingdom of earth, basically. And how many know the most of the kingdom of earth who's been born and haven't been born again are under the kingdom and also of the kingdom of darkness? And the kingdom of darkness, what does the kingdom of darkness want to do? It wants to steal. It wants to kill. And it wants to destroy. So as long as you're operating underneath that kingdom and by its ways and the way that it operates, then you're going to end up in trouble and you're going to end up with bad things in your life. And many people are going to then blame God for what's going on in their life when really they're just yielded to the wrong kingdom and they're walking in the kingdom of darkness and agreeing with the kingdom of darkness. So we have been called basically. So God's original plan was to establish a government here on the earth. That government is called the kingdom of God and to make us kings under his rulership from heaven. God never wanted to come here and rule. He never had a desire to come to earth. That's why he created us and put us here to be kings. The Bible said he is king of and Lord of, Lord. well, who's the king and lords? We're the king and the lords, and we're here on the earth. So we have a responsibility here. And what, what God, does God want to do? He wants to restore the kingdom of God back into the earth realm. That's what he's trying to do. So here it says Jesus comes, and when he comes, the government shall be upon his shoulders. And notice the government will be on an increase, an increase. That means this government that comes from heaven is going to start influencing things in the earth realm. How many of it did it influence you? Sure, it's going to influence things. It's going to influence the way that things, people walk, the way that people act, the way you do things, the way you don't do things. So this is going to influence every area of your life, just not one area, every single area of your life from everything that God has given you to know how to manage it and know how to use it in your life. So the original plan of God from the very beginning was to have a kingdom or a government here on the earth. And if you stop and think about it, 90% of the world's problems right now come from two things. They come from wrong government and they come from religion. Most of the wars that you see are religious wars. Terrorism was spruced out of religion. Governments, basically, world hunger, epidemics, all these things that take place come from government, from bad government, from dictatorship, from things that shouldn't be there. So throughout history, man's basically challenge has been to learn how to live in peace with himself and with other people. And that's very difficult to do. So the, the governments that we have right now, basically, and as a person, and as many people do, we believe the answer to all the problems in the earth is a better government. If the government just gets better, it'll, if we get new people in there, if we just vote new people in there and the economy changes, if, and people give money. Some people raise $30 million in one day just to be put into a spot in politics. Why is that? Because everybody believes that the answer to this earth is a good government. You have people coming from bad governments to get under our government, which ain't much better, but it must be better than the government that they came from. So everybody's seeking to get under a government. Why? Because they believe that a government is going to be the answer to everything in this earth realm and straighten everything up. Everybody right now is looking forward to, to, to 
2022 to 2024 because the election's going to come and everything's going to change and everything's going to get better. Well, it might get might better, but it's not going to get all the way better. We're still going to have the same problems that we got right now. We're still going to have the same difficulties. So basically up to this point, our whole system has been get a better government, get a better life. Get a better government, get a better economy. So what do we look at? We look at a government and we wait for a government. But notice when you stop and think about it, it's the government that we have now that got us into this problem to begin with. So the chances of your government getting you out is not good. Now notice the same answer to the problem, the government, is God's answer. See? His answer and desires our answer. What's he trying to do? He's trying to get a better government into the earth. He's trying to get a government in here that, that's, that's nice, that's ruled, that, that cares about its citizens, that wants to help everybody out. He don't really need to corrupt money or steal money. He's doing very well right now. So he wants the kingdom of God to come so everybody lives in righteousness, peace, and Holy Ghost. So basically, he knows what it is, but only the government of heaven can come from heaven. It can't be on earth because everything that's created out of the earth realm by man turns out to be corrupted down the line. It may sound good at the beginning. It may look good at the beginning, but sooner or later, it's going to get into corruption. No matter what form of government it is, if it comes out of the earth realm, looks good, tastes good, and 20 years later, it doesn't work out at all. So God has the answer. The answer is basically government to get the kingdom of God government back into the earth realm. And as he does that, it promises his righteousness, peace, and Holy Ghost. Here he says his government is about righteousness. It's about justice. It's about the things that are needed in this world. Who wouldn't want to live under a just government? Who wants to live under a righteous government? So that's what everybody's seeking at this time. But we're not going to get it from man-made governments. It's only going to come from one government, and that's the government of God and the kingdom of God that he's trying to get back into the earth realm. Now, how's he going to get that back into the earth realm? He's got to do it through man, don't he? God does not have authority down here. He doesn't have the ability to do that because he gave man dominion and told him to rule the earth. So it's going to come from man. Now, I always thought it was going to come from the church, but when you say the word church, it pretty much covers a lot of things. There's a lot of people in the church. There's a lot of people in church. And a lot of people in church aren't living any different than people who are out of church. So it's a kingdom thing. It's a citizenship. Once I become the citizen of a country, then I'm supposed to abide by that country's laws, and I'm supposed to learn the, the goings-on of how to act in that government, from that government. It's the same way when you have a colony here on the earth. When Britain took over a lot of the islands over there, he took over the Bahamas, basically the first thing they did was they put a governor in there to influence their culture. He got in there, and all these people over there in the Bahamas are, are basically African-Americans. They didn't come from Britain. They didn't come from the U.S. They came from Africa. Well, after a few years, there was such a culture change there that they couldn't even remember their language that they came from. The newer kids never even learned it. Some of them didn't even know how to operate. They were just transformed by the culture of Britain that came in there. So what do they do? We talk about it all the time. They drive on the wrong side of the road. They wear knee socks. They drink tea all the time. They do all these things that has nothing to do with African-Americans, but the culture seeped into a place to where it changed the Bahamas into a place that looks like Britain. God is trying to do the same thing. He's trying to get his, his nature in here. He's trying to get his ways in here to get us to a place. And there's a place you can get. Can we talk tonight? There's a place you can get in here where, let's say you go to the Bahamas and you get in a taxi cab and that guy's driving on the wrong side of the road, but the steering wheel's on the right side of the road. And you're thinking to yourself, how in the heck does he do this? Have you ever thought about that? Is this guy crazy? How does he do this? But notice, their culture has changed so much that it's just natural for them to get in the car and drive on the wrong side of the road. If they came over here, they'd have a problem. 
They say, why are you driving on that side of the road? And you say, we always driving. Well, what do you got to do? How long do you got to meditate and think to do that? Why don't I just get in my car? I turn it on and I drive. Because it's become natural to them. The same thing's going to happen to kingdom citizens who are really serious about seeking the kingdom. Things in the kingdom of God are not going to be a fight whether you sin or not. They're going to become natural to you. As a husband who I walk in the kingdom of God and I learn in the kingdom of God, I don't run around for the last 20 years wondering whether I'm going to go out with somebody else or commit adultery. It doesn't even enter my mind. It's not a natural thing. It's not crossing my mind whether I should or not. There's no temptation there because it, the Holy Ghost has changed my mind with the nature of God to where I don't have to battle sin all the time. As you change your nature, then it's simple for you to do because it's the natural thing for you to do. And that's why when things are going on the earth right now that are not natural, drives you crazy, don't it? You say, what's the matter with these Are they nuts? Are they crazy? Don't they know what's going on? Well, they haven't entered the kingdom of God, and the Spirit of God has not put any kind of kingdom nature in them. So what they're doing, they believe, is natural also. Until they get in the kingdom and get born again, and the Spirit of God comes and starts changing their culture and the way that they're thinking to line up. So we can come to a place where we don't have to fight sin all the time, battle sin all the time. We can come to a place where we just don't think to sin anymore because we're citizens of a different culture and a different kingdom, and we live that way, praise God. That's just the way we do. We don't cuss people out anymore. We don't scream at people anymore. We don't go out on our spouses. We don't have sex affairs outside. It's stuff that you just don't do if you're a kingdom citizen. Now, if you're a Christian... Come on, you might do it, and the people you're talking to about it might be doing it too. So you can start to run out on your wife club if you want to, praise God. But you're still a Christian. But there's a difference between a citizen in the kingdom of God who's under rulership of the kingdom and those who are just Christian inviting their time to go to heaven. And the victory comes when you start walking in kingdom things as a kingdom citizen and doing things the right way. There's a way that seems right to a man, but ends in destruction. Everybody out there who's living that way, they think it's right, but it leads to destruction every time. Why? It's not the kingdom culture. It's not the kingdom government. It's not the kingdom way. But we have some information from the Word of God, and as that information comes in, I mean, you know the Holy Ghost has changed things in your life, and you don't do things that you used to do before, and they're not, not even close to you. You don't want to go out and get drunk every week anymore, it's, you're, and you're not fighting it. You're not saying, oh, I better stay home tonight. No. You're not even thinking about it because it's become natural to you to live that kind of lifestyle. And then what does that do? It makes other people wonder what the heck's wrong with you. And sooner or later, somebody's going to ask you what's wrong with you. And you can say, I just changed kingdoms. All I'm a different citizen, and we don't do that in the country that I'm from. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, go to Genesis chapter 1. Preach the whole Bible tonight again. All right, Genesis chapter 1, look at verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was what? Light. Now notice, here's the earth, it's void, it's empty, it's a mess, it's everything. But notice, someone came in with government, someone came in who's a king, and he was he replied and got order back into the chaos. And by speaking as a king, there was light, and the whole earth changed by one simple command of the king who was bringing heavenly things back into the earth realm. So the creation of man was, was here to maintain the earth and keep the earth under the kingdom domain of heaven. Look at Genesis chapter 2. All right, Genesis chapter 2, look at verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field 
before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the earth. So here's God. He creates the man. He creates the man who he wants to make Eden as a kingdom atmosphere in there. He wants it just like heaven. He wants it ditto. He wants it great. But here the creator had saw that there was problems there. So basically what he did, he put man here to manage the earth. Say manage. manage. Notice, man was put here not only to govern, but to manage the things of the earth. Now who owns all the things of the earth? God does, doesn't he? But he gave you management, did not give you ownership, gave you management of every single thing on the earth that you would govern the earth. Notice what it says. Where there's not management, there is no growth. Say where there's no management... There's no growth. That's why people are in financial problems right now. You cannot even manage the money that you got. Therefore, there's no growth in your bank account until you learn how to manage it. Marriages are falling apart because people don't manage their marriages. They just leave them go, and there's no growth, and they fall apart. So we are managers here. That's what the government is. We are managers. The Bible actually says we are ambassadors for God. We are here to speak the word of God in line with the word of God all times no matter what the situation is. So notice God's solution to disorder is basically government. And, and you can take government down. You can have the, the government like we talk about, but every little thing is a government. A family is actually a government. It has a president. Thank you very much. It has a vice president. Thank you very much. And how I many you know we're responsible to manage and keep order into that household? And, and as you can see right now, the problem is not just with the overall government of the U.S. It goes all the way down into the family government because half the families don't even have a president. Some of them just have a, a vice president with 14 kids. See, and what happened? It's a breakdown of the government. It's a breakdown of order. It's a breakdown of management. It's a breakdown of what we're supposed to be doing. So there's three facts. Number one, government was God's idea. Government is good. It was God's idea. And God was going to be the king. Number two, the absence or lack of correct government will always lead to chaos and disorder. Look at the countries, Iran. Look at Israel. Look at our country. What has it got? Chaos and disorder. And number three, wherever there is chaos and disorder and lack of productivity, the answer is government. That's why God wants to bring the government back today, the kingdom of God. So the fall of man basically resulted in man declaring independence from the government of God. When he did that, we lost not only the kingdom, but we lost the authority, and we lost somebody by the name of the Holy Ghost. Since the fall of man, we've been attempting to establish a government of some kind. It doesn't matter if there's a country that falls, they immediately do what? Try to form a government. We need government. We want government. It's in our system to have governing things. So since that time, we have decided to do a government wherever we're at. Everybody wants to be under some form of government. When man rejected heaven's government, he became the source of his own governing issues. So every government you see basically came from mankind. God wanted to have a government where we were co-laboring with him. He in heaven, and we were on the earth here to do his will down here. All right, go to Exodus chapter 19. All right, Exodus chapter 19, look at verse 5. It says, Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, 
Then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and of a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. So this is basically talking about the children of Israel. The children of Israel were going to be used by God as a prototype for the church when it came. In other words, he was going to use Israel as a people who started obeying God and governing the earth over everybody else because they were going to be God's people. Are you following me? So everybody would see how they do it. And then when the Holy Ghost and, and Jesus came, they would see how to do it because of the prototype of Israel. But how many know Israel didn't become a very good prototype? God said, come here, I want to be your king. And what do they say? No, we don't want you. We want a king out of our own people. Well, God says, if you get a king out of man, you're going to end up corrupt. They said, we don't care. We want one. Every other country has one. So they gave him one, and guess what happened? It became corrupt, and it all fell apart. So they were supposed to be here. He said, I'll make you a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That's the same thing we are, peculiar people, a holy nation. So he was trying to set up some kind of prototype so we could see, basically, through Israel, God's way of acting, God's love, God's morals, God's values, but it didn't come to pass because they just would not do it. So man's spiritual hunger, basically, in our souls then and in our hearts and everything is for a kingdom that will provide for us the utopia that we're looking for. And it can only come through one kingdom, and that is the kingdom of God. So man's efforts, whatever they are, will never last. They will never rule. It doesn't matter how good the government is. I mean, we're seeing that now. You see governments all over that have fallen down. The United States was number one. But how many you can see there may be some corruption and maybe some stuff going on in our government. There may be some people at the top who really don't care about the people at the bottom. Come on now. Come on, what's going on? There's corruption here. And everybody says, well, we got the best kind of government. Well, if we got the best kind, then we are in trouble, praise God. Says, this is the best we're going to get right now. So basically, God comes along and he says, your, your natural governments aren't going to help you. It's not going to work for you. You're, you need order brought to you. You need influence. You need protection. You need supply. You need all these things. And you can't do that. So basically, God comes and, and basically he gave Moses the law. And what was he supposed to do? Keep the law. How I many know they didn't? Well, it's the same way now. We enter into the kingdom of God. We're disciples of Jesus. We're citizens of the kingdom of God. And we also have the law. Say the law. What's that? This is the kingdom right here, whatever he has said. So we need to obey the law and whatever it says and make sure we stay in line with the law. And what do we do by that? We extend the government of God into the earth realm. See, so should we vote? Yes, we should vote. Should we vote for good people? Yes, we should want people in there. But if you're looking for that to be a solve-all, it's not going to work. It's going to be the kingdom of God coming back into this earth realm. And notice, kingdom of influence comes a lot of times one person at a time. Everybody wants a revival where the whole world gets saved. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen that way. I think it's one, one person at a time. The question is, how many people have you touched in the last week? See, we've got a responsibility, don't we? We've got something to do. We've got, we're here to do that. We're here, and I mean, how, how did you behave at work this week? I mean, did you cuss out the boss and punch him in the nose and then say, praise God, I'm a kingdom person? And <laughs> See, and this is what stuff we don't understand. And you don't have to fight sin. You just got to understand who you are and what belongs to you, and it will go. It's not, it's not your works. It's not your fighting. It's not your, and certainly not your claiming your faults. My God, the more faults you claim, the more you're going to have. If you believe it, you can have whatever you believe. Well, I believe I'm an angry man. You got it, brother. Have a good time. Slap your wife, kick your dog, do whatever you want to do. No, no. You're a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. The Bible says you've been created in righteousness and true holiness. Praise God. So all the governments that we see in the world today are basically spin-offs of the real kingdom of God. That's what they are. They're part of it, but they're, but they're not the, 
the real thing, they're basically a sort of real thing. And the sort of real thing don't work because basically it comes from mankind. One government back years ago was called feudalism. Say feudalism. Feudalism was a government back in the old days and basically it ran like this. The person who owned the property ruled the kingdom. So if you owned all the property and owned everything there, you became the king of that property. He became a kingdom, king with a domain. But since he owned the property, that belonged to him. Then we get our word landlord from that. What does a landlord do? He owns the property that someone else rents. Well, in the feudalist days, basically the king or the owner of the land, and always looking to take more land whenever they could, but he took more land than he allowed people to live on that land. And on that land, they could build houses. On that land, they could plant crops. On that land, they could do everything there. But they were underneath the guy who owned the land because he was the king of it. Well, and that started out pretty good. People were happy. People were doing things. It was a government. And how many know even in the kingdom of God, God owns everything. So you could say it was a feudalistic government a little bit. He owns everything. He put people there to manage it. That's us. But the only difference with God is God is looking for the betterment of his people. And feudalism got to a place to where they started using the people, using the land to get more land by using the people. See, it started out good. It looked good. Hey, you can have this property. You can do this. You can do whatever you want. And then pretty soon, well, you remember 50% of that crop you, it's mine now. Remember the 70% of that crop you grew this? It's mine. 90% of that crop you, and pretty soon they're working their butts off for nothing because they weren't getting anything because he was the king and he wanted to get more and he wanted to get more and he wanted to get more and he wanted to get more. But you can see that it was related to the kingdom of God. It was like the kingdom of God, but it wasn't the kingdom of God. And sooner or later, what happened? People get mad and what do they do? They rebel. You know where the United States came from. They got mad, and they rebelled. And they started, and what's the first thing we did? Set up a government. Set up a democracy. We don't want any king over us. We don't want anybody ruling over us. We want something called a democracy, to where it doesn't have a king. It doesn't have a dictator. It basically has three branches of, of corrupt, I mean, three branches of, <laughs> of government. They call balance. See? It was supposed to be better. All right, another one is dictatorship. Say dictatorship. dictatorship. What was dictatorship? Dictatorship was a form of government where they had one ruler. The Egyptian pharaohs were like this. They were born and they believed that God made them dictators of the entire world. So they were dictators. So everything that they said became law. Everything that they spoke became law. Everything that they wanted to do became law. They were dictators. So, so they ruled over all of Egypt and everything that was there. And with these dictators, after a while, how many know they came with a personal ambition? In other words, I can tell you what to do and what not to do. I can, I can take what you got if I want to. I can do whatever I want to do. Once again, what happened? Corruption. The love of money. The root of all evil. All these things, they wanted to go for it now. How many know that God, in a way, is a dictator? You ain't going to tell God what a law is and what it ain't. You ain't going to tell God to change his laws. You ain't going to tell him about morals. You ain't going to tell him about values. You're going to tell him about anything. So he is a dictator, but notice once again, he's not a corrupt dictator. He is a righteous dictator, if you want to put it that way. He is a holy dictator. His whole thing is to take care of his people, not his people take care of him. We see in the other countries all over the place. I mean, you see dictators ruling, and, and man, it's ugly in some of them places, ain't it? They, they can't do a thing. They just rule over them all the way around. Well, once again, it was an idea that came sprouted from the kingdom of God, but once again it turns corrupt and it turns into a mess before it's over with. Another one that we have is communism. Say communism. Communism is a, oh Lord, it's a government that not only wants to take the people's land a little bit at a time, 
but then it wants to rule over and pretend like the people are ruling. So what does it do? It, it takes the land from the people. It does this. How does it take the land from the people? It says, we love everybody. And if you've got four houses and they got two, then we, you should give this one away because we love everybody. This is what love is all about. How many of you hear that today? Come on. If you don't get the vaccination, you don't love anybody. If you don't agree with me, then you don't love any. And none of them have any idea what love is to begin with. But they use something that looks good. So people are saying, oh, yeah, let's even it out. And everybody will be rich and everybody will be fine. But the problem is when they start evening it out, they keep all everything. They keep the land. They keep the money. They keep everything else. And it turns into a mess before it's over with. But once again, it's something that looks good. See, this is why the minds of the young people in this day and age have to be changed See, they've been raised in this. They snuck it in. These kids have been raised in this kind of culture. They don't see anything wrong with what's going on. They don't see anything wrong with abortion. They don't see anything wrong with gay marriage. They don't see anything wrong with anything because they were brought up in that culture. Notice, you weren't born with a culture. You were born into a culture. When you got here, you were a blank page. And from that time on, everybody was writing on your little mind right here. See, if you came from a town, a small town where everybody was white, then you believed about black people whatever you were taught. That's all you learned. Was, wasn't it? If everybody didn't like them and said they were terrible, then you left that place, went off to college, and everybody you saw, you thought they were terrible. If you lived all in a black, oh, them whiteies. I tell you what, they'll do you every time. But see, where did they get that? They got that from a culture from someone growing up and doing this stuff. So the devil right now is doing a good job of affecting the culture of the younger people and getting them to go ahead and agree with everything that's demonic and everything that's out there. They don't even have a conscience half the time, praise God. Why is that? Because it's a culture that he's getting into them. What is that culture supposed to do? Spread. Not only is the kingdom of God like yeast that you put into a lump, but the kingdom of darkness is like a yeast you put into a lump. And it goes on and on and on. So not only do we, we get people born again, but we got to let them understand that they've entered a kingdom now and there's a different culture and a different way for them to live that's a benefit not for God, for them. Well, I'm not going to sin because I want God to be happy. Hey, he's going to be happy either way. You ain't going to steal his joy. Come on, people are so stupid when they think. No, no, it's you. It's you the one who's cutting off your own foot by living in that kingdom of darkness and getting beat up all the time. Then you want to say the devil's chasing you. Yeah, well, you gotta, you're bringing him on, praise God. You're putting on demonic perfume and everything else, and he's chasing you around all over the place. See, that's the way it works. So we've got to go from the culture then. We've got to understand the kingdom of God, and we've got to make that adjustment on the inside of us. So one another one I talk about is socialism. How many know the United States is fighting to get to socialism? What is socialism? It's an attempt basically to bring the state closer to the needs of the people. In other words, it starts out saying, we want to help you. We want to pay for things. We might even pay for your college. We might even pay for this or pay for that and this and that. But once they get you under their grip and they're in charge of the health care system, they're in charge of the food, they're in charge of the water, they're in charge of the fuel, they're in charge of all these things, then they got you because if you don't agree with them, you get no fuel, you get no bread, you get no anything. So once again, it starts out good because how do you know God wants to supply for everybody? He wants to get to everybody. He wants to bless everybody. He wants to get it into their lives. He wants to get it there. But once again, what happens? Corruption comes in and, and people want to control. And that control, how many know that's a good control? Because God put that control on the inside of us. But we were never supposed to control people. That was made to control the circumstances and situations in our own life. So basically socialism is a way where you come. And what do they do? They work on the minds of people. And they do not say how they're doing it. They ease into it. Say ease into it. 
Somebody told me one time the devil does not destroy by explosion. He destroys by erosion. So what does he do? Many years ago, they said that there's people out there who get raped and they're having a baby and it's not right. They should have the baby. So they push abortion through. And notice the people didn't even vote for that. Pushed through by a handful of people. Well, after a little while then, it's, it's no longer a, a person who got raped. It's the woman's choice. It's her body. It's her choice. All at once, the baby becomes a fetus, not a baby, yep. a glob, whatever. Slowly, they work on the yep. culture of the way that they think, government influence into their minds so that they come to a place. I mean, when I was a kid, if you ran into two people who were of the same sex holding hands, you were wondering, what the heck is going on here? Now you can't go anywhere, and it's accepted. Why is it accepted? The culture has been changed for people to accept things that aren't chemical-like, that don't even make sense like to. And then what have we got? we got another generation. So you've got two males who get together. They adopt a young child. That child's growing up with blank pages. He don't know who to call mommy and who to call daddy and who what and who's what. So he's growing up out of there. And you wonder why he's messed up when he gets to 10, 11, 12, 13. He ought to be messed up when he gets to 10, 11, 12, 13. Because that's the only culture that he knows. It's government influence. And we're put here to change the government influence in people's life. Not just get them born again. Not just get them saved. But to change the way that they think to line up with kingdom things. So that they get free of the things that are on their life. That's what the kingdom of God is all about. Jesus came to bring a different kingdom back into this earth realm. And the thing with democracy is another government. Well, democracy is basically not really of a king. It's we the people. In other words, we the people make the laws. We the people vote. We the people do this, do that. And then we've got three forms of government over there to make sure that everything goes along with we the people want. I mean, you know, that hasn't worked out very well either. And here's the thing. If the culture gets in and gets strong enough, you're going to have more people voting for things that are demonic rather than those who aren't, because they grew up in that culture and they don't care one way or another. They don't think anything about gay marriage. They don't care about divorce. They don't care about this stuff. So when they tell them how, how bad you are for coming against that stuff and how unloving you are, pretty soon the vote of the people can go to the wrong side because it's the people, basically it's the people making God themselves God. See, we're making the laws, we're making the morality. And years ago when there was morality... And there was people who were raised in Christian families with two husband and wife and everything. At that time, there was no problem. But that has shifted some with the younger generation because they've been taught different. They've been shown different. I mean, you can't turn on TV without seeing a commercial that is trying to tell you something other than what they're selling. It's there. You just watch everyone. You'll find out what's behind that commercial. What they're trying to do, they're trying to make it look like that is the norm. That is the way that happens. That is the way that we do things. So it becomes normal to each and every one of us. Well, we are here to change that culture back. And some people say, how are we going to do that? Well, look at you. I mean, one time you were a disaster for God's sakes, and everybody was looking at you saying, how in the heck are we ever going to do anything to that person? But notice you've changed, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, you've got common sense. You understand the kingdom. You do things. So everybody has that possibility. It's available to anybody, no matter how bad they are or how terrible they are or what they thought before. they just got to get the kingdom in there. And I'll tell you what, if you can get them in the kingdom and get someone by the name of the Holy Ghost on the inside of them, it's very hard to walk against the kingdom of God. you really got to try to do good to walk against the Holy Ghost because he don't leave you go. He'll kick you, he'll slap you, he'll tell you what's going on, he'll change it. But it's all, notice, it's all for your good, isn't it? It's for you to line up with the kingdom of God and become an influence in the kingdom of God and prove to everybody that there's actually heaven on earth right now before you die and go up there. And many people are so miserable down here, they want to die tomorrow, they commit suicide. 
Well, my gosh, all they need is the kingdom of God and they could live free and happy down here. They don't have to kill themselves and by killing yourself doesn't guarantee you happiness on the other side. Anyway, it's a mess. So basically government, we need a right government to come. The government that Jesus brought, which is the kingdom of God. All right, go to Revelations chapter 11. People tell me, well, one time you were a government employee. Yeah, well, so are you. All right, Revelations chapter 11, look at verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and forever. Now, if, if you don't like a movie and see the end first, then you should look at this because this is telling you the end of this movie. The end of this movie is the Lord is going to take over, his culture's going to take over, his kingdom's going to take over, and this kingdom will last how long? How many know that's an awful long time, praise God? You can't even fathom that with your mind. So Jesus brought back a kingdom, he brought back an eternal kingdom, and he brought back a part dictatorship, part this, part that, but the dictator, if you want to call him that, not really the right term, but we'll go with it, who is God is a holy God, a righteous God, a God who loves you, a God who cares for you, a God who wants to give you everything that he's already paid for on the cross. It's his good pleasure to give you the entire kingdom. It's not like we think the people that are out there and the, and the dictators we talk about and stuff. It's not like that. He is much, much different than all those. So as man tries to continually do one world order, how many know there's going to be a one world order sometime? It's going to be Jesus Christ order. That's where we're going to end up. And that's going to be a good order because he knows what he's doing. All right, go to Revelations chapter 5. All right, Revelations chapter 5, look at verse 10. Oh, we've got to read verse 9. Go back to verse 9. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, and tongue, and people, and nation. How I many you know there are going to be a lot of different people in heaven? And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall live in heaven forever. No, we shall reign on the earth. There it says, I can't wait to go to heaven and spend my whole time with Jesus. Well, you're not going to stay in heaven and spend your whole time with Jesus. You're going to spend it on the earth with Jesus. But you're going to end up on earth. Why? Because God already wanted to bring his government, Genesis chapter 1, to the earth. And how many know that? He didn't don't stop. He don't say, Adam screwed up. That's it. Let's just do something else. Let's figure something. No. Go way back to Genesis. And basically, what is he doing? He's restoring everything back. He's bringing everything back. We're, we're fortunate enough to be part of what he's doing. We're fortunate enough to let the culture get into us and change and come to a place basically to where we understand. And basically what you've got to understand is his laws are different than the laws you hear in this natural realm. Remember when uh, they talked about divorce the one time and they came to Jesus and they said, uh, is it right for a man to give his wife uh, uh, a divorce? And Jesus said, well, what did Moses say? He said, Moses wrote the law that it's okay, you know, if you write a written of earth. And God said, well, he did that because you've got hard hearts. He said, but from the beginning, from the beginning, when there was kingdom law here, that's the way it's supposed to be, not because somebody had too hard a heart, so we make up other laws. I mean, we're doing the same thing. See? We don't like the laws, we just change them. 
It's okay. What? 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 Oh, yeah, a bishop who's gay? No problem. No problem. We can change that law because we love everybody. We love them. Always about love. We love everybody. Well, you can love the person, but certainly don't put him in your top five in your church. Do you see? We don't do that. But we continually, even in the church, we change laws. We change things. There are some churches that don't even believe in the Holy Ghost. Well, how are you going to change and walk in the power of God and allow the teacher of God and even speak in tongues if you don't believe in the Holy Ghost? And what is tongues? Tongues is your restoration back to your original language. You know what he calls English? Babel. Read your Bible. English is babbled to God. Praying in the Holy Ghost is a heavenly language. Now you're communicating with God. But English is Babel. He had the people of Babel. And notice, when everybody becomes one language, my God, I'm going to get in trouble. The United States, some of the big downfalls going on it right now is because it's no longer one language. You cannot have a kingdom that operates good unless there's one language. It used to be that everybody spoke in the United States one language. And if you came in from another country, you were taught and had to learn that one language. Now we got, God, I don't know how many languages going. You go to the grocery store, you can't understand a word anybody's saying. What is that? That's causing problems, isn't it? It's breaking unity. United Nations, worthless. Nobody can even understand each other. They can't even talk by the same language. Yet we're all getting together in unity. No, God says there's one language. See, what did he do? He restored us, notice, to our original language. So he says, if you're praying in your Babel and you just can't figure out how to do it, just pray by the Spirit and everything will be all right. I understand the Spirit language. I get that. So what did he do? And this is so great, we didn't have to learn it. Aren't you glad we didn't have to get the, what is that thing you get and put in, is, is, bab, is that Babel you put in your thing and it tells you how to speak Spanish or tells you how to do, and you had to learn how to pray in the whole, it would never worked out. But notice, we're back to our original language. That's why we need to pray in the Holy Ghost because we're back to our original language that belongs there. And we've got people who are even born again in the kingdom of God and never received the baptism of. See, that baptism isn't a sideshow. That baptism is a, it's got to be, it's something you need. It's something you need to have. You need to be able to pray in the Holy Ghost. It belongs to you. It's already for you. It's been given to you. God wants to restore the language back up to you. So all these things are kingdom things. And you go to church and say, do not speak in any other language but English in here, please. Well, you might as well turn right around and walk out of that church because he ain't there. See, and there's churches like that out there. They don't believe. There's churches out there teach against tongues. Teach against speaking in your right language, for goodness sakes. What is it? It's ignorance again, isn't it? So what do we got? We got it. We got an opportunity. You can go down the street and you can talk to God all day long, tongues if you want to, and speak in your language and do whatever. All that is what? It's kingdom culture that has come back into our life. And here you go. You can tell where a person's from by their language. Where is he from? How you doing, y'all? He's not from the north, is he? He's from the south. See, somebody's speaking Spanish. Why? Because they've been colonized, came from a Spanish colony, and now they come to the United States, and you know that they're Spanish. You can understand this thing. Somebody speaks French, you can tell where they're from. You know? Aussie, he's from Australia, praise God, the way they talk. Well, the same way with us, people ought to be able to run into us and tell by the way that we talk that we're from a different country than they are. We don't talk that way. We don't scream that way. We don't holler that way. We don't cuss that way. We don't be that way. We don't talk negative. We don't talk unbelief. We don't do that. Why? Because we've got a different language, and we come from a different kingdom that's definitely different than that kingdom. So praise God here it said, uh, basically, we will reign on the earth. Say, I will reign, I will reign on, the earth. on the earth. 
Now notice, once again, it's not when you die and go to heaven, you can reign on the earth right now because you can do that. And about the kingdom of God, one thing, one word that's in there that I had to study took me a long time because it talks about welfare. Say welfare. How many of you hate the word welfare? My gosh, there's nothing. What is that? Lazy people getting paid for doing nothing. Isn't it? But notice, the word welfare doesn't even exist in democracy. The government has really nothing to do with supplying your needs, to, to giving your needs. It's a democracy. It's not a dictatorship. It's not has a king who's supposed to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. It's a democracy, and a democracy doesn't operate that way. So welfare for us is basically just getting you into a place of going to socialism. Because if you become dependent upon the government, they're making more and more and more and more dependent on them until they can control you. But God's welfare is simple. You have access to everything there is in the kingdom of God once you get born into it. I have the same access as my wife. You have the same access as I have. You have the access to get in there. How's our access? The Bible says by someone called the Holy Ghost. So you have access. Do you have access to the finances you need? Of course. Do you have access to the peace you need? Yes. The joy you need? Yes. It's already there. But whether you're taking, and we talked about keys of the kingdom last week, if you're using the keys to the kingdom to access them, it'll look like you have access, and the other person who's not doing that don't think you have access. But you do have access. And that's where God has favorites comes in. See, they're walking, they got money, they got peace, they got joy. He done nothing for me. He never done a thing for me. And yeah, well, he hasn't done a thing for you because you haven't even turned the key yet that gets you into the things that belong to you. So it's up to us, isn't it? All these things are there. We have the keys of the kingdom. We have access to them. We have the constitution. We have the laws. We have everything there. So we can receive any single time. So what am I going to do? I'm going to obey the kingdom. I'm going to seek ye first the how it operates, its morals, its values, its way of doing things, its laws, its constitution. And that way I'm going to end up walking in righteousness with the kingdom of God, not with my friends, not with the world, not to be popular. I'm going to line up with the kingdom. And then you can't help because all these things will be the, kings of king, the king of welfare is up there. He says, "Woo! they're walking in line. How much money can I get to them people today? Praise God. How much peace can I get them? How much joy can I get over the day? How much can I get to them this day? Because they're following the kingdom of God. But we, as the church, have been taught to seek the things. What am I using your faith for? A new car, a new car, a new car, a new car. Haven't opened your Bible in four weeks. Haven't sought the kingdom. Don't even know there is a kingdom. And you're believing for things. He never told you to go for things. He told you to go for the kingdom, and he would give you things. So what do we got to do? There's a priority change there, isn't it? We're going to have to change our priority. Because I was raised, man. And when I didn't get things, you know what my problem was? Didn't have enough faith. And then I found out it wasn't because I didn't have enough faith. Cause it was because I wasn't in line. I was out of line with God and what he's already told and what he's already gave me. So I'm going to line up first. I'm going to seek the kingdom of God. I'm going to seek its values. I'm going to seek its ways. I'm going to seek its who. Hallelujah. And, and the, when you start studying the kingdom of God, you're going to find out there's a lot of things you learned that you need to unlearn. A lot of things you thought you had figured out. A lot of things you even preached. That just aren't the right. They sounded good at the time. And the other person who preached them, you got several goosebumps when they said it. But it's not lined up with the kingdom of God whatsoever. Because the kingdom of God, you know what the kingdom of God is? It's too easy. See? You don't get to get anything by your good works. You don't get to be real nice and get anything special. You don't get to go all the church all the time and get a, a heavenly star come down for you from heaven. You don't get to get an attaboy. No, all these things were provided by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And they're free. And our job is just to receive them by access by the Spirit of God who teaches you how to get into the kingdom of God and things. So there's a government coming. I mean, the government 
this, this November, great. 2024, great. But my faith is not in those. My faith is in the kingdom. Amen. It's right there right now that I'm a part of and a citizen of because I know that he has everything and wants to give me everything that I need for my ministry, for my life, for my marriage, for my children, for everything else. Praise God. Father, I thank you for your word tonight about the government. Thank you for opening our eyes once again to see your kingdom and see the things of your kingdom. And Lord, we are going to be an influence as we go tonight to people in our life. We are going to be happy when we should be sad. We are going to give when we shouldn't give. We are just going to do the things that profound every other person that we run into. Hallelujah. We thank you for the opportunity to do it. And we thank you for your best teacher in the whole world, Holy Ghost, living on the inside of us. Thank you for changing our culture. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right. Praise God.